Facts Over Feelings, the podcast. Special guest on deck. Welcome. It's always a pleasure to have a, a, a beautiful female sitting across from me versus the more common, you know, rough <laughs> counterpart. Uh, I want to welcome the Bridget to the Facts Over Feelings podcast. I'm so glad you could join us today. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. For I've been sure. trying to get you here for quite some time. You've been quite busy. Yes, yes, busy. Um, this uh, this year is an election year, so Indeed. yes. I'm a, um, I was going to ask you about that. You jump right into it. I yeah. want to ask you first about the bling bling. No, you definitely can. I just I see, you, know, you know, it's a beautiful piece on your chest. I, yeah, blue is my color. <laughs> What's that all about? So it is uh, my birthday. Happy birthday. No, yeah, so not today, but yes, thank you very much for the birthday. Well, I mean, why would you have to dictate not today if you're wearing a birthday because plaque? We represent this all month yeah, long. Yeah, so it's your happy birthday. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's good to know. Yes. So you've been celebrating your birthday recently, and I'm also familiar with the fact that um, your presence here has been delayed because you've been kind of caught up in the political scene. Um, I know you are very interested in politics. So upon introduction here, um, I thought we might as well discuss your interest in politics and your recent involvement in the um, current pol political scene here locally, Okay. if you don't mind. No, definitely not. So I did work with um, a couple candidates this past season, you know, to help get them across the line. Uh, it's my passion there. I went to college for, um, hmm. you know, truthfully, when I went to college, my goal was to be an attorney. And I majored in political science. And just as I studied more and learned more, I started to love American government more and just how things work. And I realized that being an attorney was more of reading every night and writing briefs every night. So lots mm. of reading and writing. Nothing like you see on the TV shows. Okay, it's not just being in court with the <laughs> mouthpiece. Exactly. Okay. It's a lot of reading and writing um, because you're, that's where the battle is. Mm. You know, you're going to write a brief and give things, submit things to the court to shut the other person down. The goal is to never get to court. Mm. But when you grew up like me watching L.A. law and different TV shows and you get this you vision. That, the essence of your job is being able to speak up. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so then I realized that one of my true passions was really just kind of to help people not be railroaded in a sense. Mm. So and I didn't need to be an attorney for that. And I definitely did not have a passion to just read and write briefs every mm. night. You know, I wanted to do what they do on TV. Correct. <laughs> right? Okay. And so um, watch the educational process, your, your interest shifted. Exactly. Mm. It shifted. Um, I can say that it officially shifted. During college, we were doing a mock trial. Mm. And I was a witness in the case. And I studied and practiced what I was going to say. I had everything rehearsed perfect. And the other side crushed my testimony so much, the, the lawyer couldn't call me to the stand at all. Wait, how did they crush your testimony if you never got to the stand? Based on other things that, well, so they crushed the, even the, the idea, of, the what idea gonna, of what I was going to okay. say. Anything, right, anything coming from me was now, no was longer this, relevant. Was this a scripted trial? So yes and no. So uh, the witnesses, the people involved, we received scripts. Okay. The attorneys were two real attorneys who had to battle what was in the script. And mm. so the other attorney created such a strong case that it would have been counterproductive for our attorney to even call me. That's very interesting. If there was a script as far as result, 
I don't understand so how there wasn't argue. a there wasn't an end result script. There okay. was scripted what different people were testifying, the case as general, but the uh, end result was the battle of the attorneys. Oh, but each side only had a certain amount of information that they could submit as far as evidence and then it was right. still the attorneys. Each, both sides had all the evidence. So the jury they had no script. Was there a jury? Right. Involved? The jury did not have a script. Okay. And okay. so after all that studying and rehearsing and practicing of what I was gonna say and how it was gonna be said. I was never called to the stand. Mm, so like, this, the work that that the other the the previous the opposite attorney the work that they did shut us down so cold. I was never called to the stand, and I in my mind mm. I was thinking of this image that I watched growing up, like we're gonna be in this Showdown. court, right? Yeah. Never happened. I, I got Matlock, Perry Mason, all of this in my head. Mm. Never happened. You were disappointed. Yeah, and even now, when you go to a courtroom right now. The lawyers and the judges, they say things, they quote different things, and they speak so fast, and the judge hit the gavel, and you're standing there like, what happened? And it's done. And you never, you were ready to go. And it leaves you wondering, why am I paying so much money? What up, Carlo? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you just paid him to do what he did because he knows what to say, how to say it, what to write, what motion to submit. He knows what to do. So it's a lot of the behind-the-scenes work, and that was not my vision. That wasn't my dream that I had. That's right. And so now what I actually, I do, I find myself doing fairly often is when there's a family member or a friend and they have a stack of paperwork and they need to fill something out and they're just confused and I read it with them and I tell them, you know, if you put yes here, this is going to happen. And I say, if you put no here, this is going to happen. And if they look at me and say, but it is yes. And you I say, you do this too for your family members and who else? Yeah. Family members and friends. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, before we began this production, mm -hmm. you witnessed me signed quite a few papers <laughs> I did. <laughs> you made comments but you did not tell me what would happen if i did this or that well i didn't get the i'm not am i not family or friend no you are oh, okay i'm just fucking <laughs> no. <laughs> I know no but I, she I, is I, honest to what she's saying because when she got here i was in the middle of um putting my handcock on a few little situations that she happened to witness and she could not help but comment to me i don't see you reading those I'm like, okay. I was like, you're not reading it. What's yeah, but I had already previously read them before she arrived. Right, right. But that was funny. Right. And that's why I didn't stop you and say, right. oh, this could happen because you had a, you were clearly comfortable. Right. You obviously trusted the other party that right. presented you with the paper. So I was like, he got it right. under control. He know. Right. But you're right. Under any normal circumstance, I'd be like, that's right. Stop. That's a value, valuable person this. to have in your, in your team on your team at all times. Right. Because, you know, even with the um, terms of agreement, we get so used to just accepting and agreeing. And I've seen a few presentations that have convinced me we've, like, agreed to a lot of shit we probably wouldn't prefer to agree to if we thought Very took true. our time. Yeah. We live in a time where it's so hard to avoid, though. Right. Well, what happens is I think we're um, brainwashed by television shows. Mm. So you watch something like a Law & Order and you fall in love with Benson and Stabler. So you're in love with them and you see how they function. And so then when you're faced with a police officer, you've already convinced yourself mm. that they're going to be like them. I, they're they're going to help me. They're this, they're that. And I'm not saying that they're not going to help you, but by you functioning in that capacity, your guard is down. You actually, most mm. people actually forget that they have the right to remain silent. Even right after they just told you and they reminded yes. you, yes. Because they, they, in their mind, they're talking the stabler. They're talking the, they're, mm. they're going to help. They're, I'm going to tell them the truth and they're going to help me out. 
That's deep because even without relating it to the actual television characters, mm -hmm. they have the approach of coming at you like a buddy, a pal, somebody that cares, and they'll just suggest to you that you already want to talk to them. And a lot of people, before they even realize it, mm -hmm. you're explaining to them and talking to them because they told you that you want to get this off your right. chest and you want to clear this out and it's the best thing for you. And what I feel so contradictory is that they can tell you, hey, the best thing for you is to tell me what's going on right now. Right after telling you, you have the right to remain mm -hmm. silent and anything you say, and this always caught my ear. It doesn't just say traditionally, anything you say will be used against you in court or can, it says can and, and will. will. That was just like the I don't know. Mm -hmm. But they don't, they don't, they don't, that's not something that is taught to us to right. recognize those words can and, and will. will. But that seems so deliberate to insert the and will. Like you, you think they would just say can, like warning, be careful what you say because it could potentially harm you. Mm -hmm. But to put the and will, like, whoa, like. That's right. Can and will. And will. But, but this is where they really get you, you know, when they tilt their head a little bit and they hit you with the. You know, a guilty person doesn't ask for a lawyer. Mm -hmm. You know, if you weren't guilty, you would go ahead and talk to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're innocent, right? Right. Go ahead and talk to me. Right. And, and often people that are in that position f feel like that somehow they can talk them their way out of jail tonight. Yes. And nine times out of ten, once you're in that position, you're not going home today. There's nothing you can really say they to get home today. They don't know that. Right. And right. because they, in their mind, I'm talking to my friend. They're trying to help me. You know, they like me. When the energy in the room is nice and they like me, they gave me a soda, they gave me something to drink, which you just gave them your DNA, but okay. You can... were, were there any of <laughs> any particular political issues in this last local um, campaign that? had your attention, anything that was on the ballot that really had your heart that you were interested in? Um, you know, in the South Bay area, there are lots of issues with people that, not even just the South Bay area, but people that work at the port, people that work in grocery stores. ILWU. <laughs> so right now in America, there's a challenge that I personally believe we're going to have to face it with some intelligence, and it's the challenge of automation. The A word. And uh, I watched a video. I actually even shared it on my social media. I watched a video of these people at a Kroger grocery store with a shopping cart that had a scanner on it, and the bags come, you put the bags in the cart. As you're going through the store, you scan your item, put it in the cart. When you're finished, you walk to the door, you put your card in the, on the basket, you swipe your card, and you take your bags, and you leave the store or you push the cart out to your car and return it. But literally, it was you in the shopping cart and you paid. It's one thing to have even self-check. They at least have one person employed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes two if it's a large self-check mm -hmm. area. Amazon has a grocery store in Cerritos mm -hmm. with a format similar to that. From what I understand, you go in the store, you get your basket, you fill it up. Mm -hmm. As long as you're an Amazon member and you have a device that's on, mm -hmm. you just pass to a certain area and... Everything is goes Everything to your account. Is, yeah, that's and it's it's, <laughs> it's it's crazy. I remember um, 
now sometimes you're almost forced to do self-check because right. I have one cashier right? and it's a hundred people in the store. Right. But, but there was a time when I never touched self-check. Right. It never. seems so foreign, huh? Well, well it was just once I, I recognized yeah. years ago that, um, you don't want to support it, takes it? job. I didn't want to support it. Yeah, I did not. I worked at Safeway when I was younger. I worked for Safeway. I, when I worked, there was a time when I worked for singular wireless and they gave us a script. And what we were supposed to say at the end of every call is hmm. remind people to dial pound, whatever, whatever, star, whatever, whatever, to pay your bill or to do this or to do that. I was supposed to inform them of what to do to avoid me. Right. Now, if I do that, what happens to me? You, you're eliminating your, the exactly. need for you. So th it wasn't just me, but me and many other people, we would look at each other and look at that paper. So this is before the, the recorded cost, a time before that. Because no, how, was, can, how there, can there you was be a, on record continuously recording yourself not doing what your job dictates? No, no, no. There was recording because, you know, we always had, we had managers and they recorded us and they monitored they, our calls here and there. But they, they never caught that. Well, you have a team of, let's say my team was 25 people and we have one manager and then she has a manager. But you have a call center with like almost a thousand people working in it. Mm. So how, imagine how much manpower would need to be in place to listen to every single call. Mm. So, yes, the calls are generally monitored but with that many people in a call center you and your few friends felt like you guys could affect the overall with just you guys well that's we'll see when that's i say the spirit it takes some time with yeah well and we know it wasn't just us right you know, okay. in the break room with various people in there people would make little comments or giggle and laugh right. so it was an overall general conception that they must be crazy if they want us to say the city's people. Mm -hmm. So did we say it at times? Of course, because you'd have a manager that standing here saying, reminding you, say it. Don't forget to say it. So you'd say it. And when they walk away, you just don't say it anymore. Right. right. Because we're like, why would we at that time? We, we had been getting two hours overtime every day and we were so accustomed to the overtime when they took it. It felt like a pay cut because you mm. started to live at that overtime level. Mm. And that was the first we were like, OK, the overtime's gone. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to start. Laying people off. Y'all keep telling people to call. I just and saw a clip the other day, somebody at the drive-thru giving a whole order to automated voice. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm not saying there's no place for it. I definitely am not, ag I am not against progress. I appreciate progress. There are some great things that we have, you know. But do you feel like you really have a chance at affecting the fact that automation, to me, seems to be inevitable. I actually work at the porch where automation is a big issue mm -hmm. and as passionately as passionately as I would like to fight against what I what I see automation to be, mm -hmm. I, I just think it's like it's inevitable the fact that like you say, it's in every element of life. Right. Even when um I've seen footage of people being at restaurants where they're sitting at a table like at a at a Denny's. And then it's this little circular tubercle thing that'll pull up. Yeah. There's no human there, but there's all the plates there that they just ordered on this digital thing here. Wow. And it's everything. And you just take them off the thing. I've seen other footage of people walking through the airport and their their luggage is following them on little Bluetooth control, little uh, pallets that's just following through the airport. Right. How do you even, as bad as like as humans that like, to see like we have these industries me i'm personally involved in one where this is our livelihood we benefit from it mm -hmm. when you look at the whole world how do you attach yourself to that's like to me it's almost like holding on to a small twig in the midst of a big ass storm 
instead of just going with the flow when you know it's no way like how do you stop like how do you invest yourself in fighting that it's no i don't feel like there's no way to this is the way the the world is going especially in our country yeah so i feel like the way that we have to fight it is be honest with ourselves so every job that you just named most of those jobs are jobs that do not require a lot of education mm -hmm. we're talking about a waitress a cashier somebody carrying boxes, somebody moving bins, working maybe a forklift. You know, you don't need a degree True. for those things. Maybe some training, of course, but you don't need a master's. You don't need a PhD, none of that. So we have, so imagine this, you have all across the United States, every high school, let's say they have an average of 400 people graduating. So you have all of these people, millions of people graduating, going into either college or the workforce. So what happens to that person that had you know, I had a job. I worked at McDonald's. I worked at the library. I worked at DMV as I was going through school. So those people that are leaving school that had those part-time jobs while they were in college, those part-time jobs are now going to robots and computers. So I'm not saying let's stop all progress. I'm saying let's recognize that we are human in a human society and let's limit some of it. But humanity comes secondary in a capitalist society. We are in a capitalist society and the dollar and the profit and the profit margin reign supreme. That gap is what's always going to be the focus of the people that are at the core of these decisions. I understand the human argument. I would love us to stand out and just preach it. I just don't see it ever being effective when... I see the way things are going. I, don't, I just now, don't I'm not it. saying let's not let us have, you know, automated cashiers and the self-check. So let's say but we you, do you, that. You're suggesting this as if this is like a a family meeting where we're deciding what we're going to no, no, no. do. I'm, for so my point that I was going to make was that we have to start with changing our educational system so that when these kids are leaving high school, because there's a whole group of people right now that are literally going to be challenging for them to get a job because they don't have the skills to work at the higher level. So if we change our educational system, period, just in the United States, it's changed to where people are taught the higher skill. Hmm. So then no one is like, oh, I'm going to look for a job to be a cashier because that's not a job that you would ever do. We have computers for that. Now, it's one thing to have computers and swipes and automation. I think the part that gives me pause is the robot. Hmm. Because then, as long as there's automation, then maybe we need two employees to do this, and two over here, and five over here, when before we had 100. Mm -hmm. But if we introduce robots, that five, two, and two, now those nine I, people are completely gone. I, I totally agree, but the thing I'm beyond is the if. Oh, no, it's coming. Yeah, so now <laughs> it's like, what is our reality of game plan, the fact that this is our reality? Because there's no such thing as okay, this might not be the best way to go. It, mm -hmm. Our lifetime, we might not see it acted out mm -hmm. as much as it would be like in our children's. However, it is a reality today. Like robots are not a word that sounds like something from a movie. Right. And robots are conducting, and we, you know, they're not always robots. Uh, uh, uh. Right. Um, I even have a friend, a very close friend of mine. Shout out to my boy, Vicious v, Victor. He, um, for a living, he repairs and maintains the robotic arms that are utilized to do surgeries. Mm -hmm. So just to even see that, and then to understand the concept, just think about it. Some of the most intricate surgeries that have to be done mm -hmm. on some of the most vital parts of your body. Would you prefer to have a human hand mm -hmm. with the propensity for tremble error right. or 
the precision that we know technology provide, that same intellectual surgeon have programmed precise robotic arms to go in and do the type of work we know that is way more probable to be precise based on the coordinates and the what would you prefer if you really had to sit down and make the decision before you went under the anesthesia? So it's it's interesting because you know how as things as we uh, as we get new things and as we let's say you have something in your life for six months and maybe at first you were kind of nervous and afraid about it, but right. af after time it gets more relaxed and you're Correct. more comfortable with that idea. So I guess that's where I am, mm -hmm. which is why even when people talk about the automatic cars. You know, right now, I still can't. I want to just drive. I, I'm, I feel comfortable in a car. I don't so, understand how that ever is going to work, but go ahead. Okay, but it's the same concept, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's so the real. same level of it's relaxation, so and you trust this computer, and you trust that. And so I probably, to be completely honest with you right now, I think I would want a human, and I'm going to tell you why. I have lots of electronic devices, television, phones, whatnot, and many times they glitch, they act up. You got to power them off, power them back on, take the battery out, put it back in. You got to reset it, unplug it. When is, what's the last device you took a battery out of? Hmm. It Thank was you. recently. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a cell phone. It was. Um, what was that? It was. Ding, 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 no, no, no. Ding, it, was, it wasn't like. No, no, I, I, I wait. No, I'm not rushing you. But my, my current phone. Correct. The, my current phone. What's the, the last device? Is, I didn't I didn't limit it to phone because you went through a list of devices. Oh, the last device I took a battery out of was the remote control. Okay. But those were like <laughs> the, Ro the Roku was tripping. Oh, I was like, oh, something oh. ain't right. <laughs> Trump. Trump. Okay. I haven't so, heard yeah. of a battery coming out of a cell phone in a long time. That's true. That's true. I, I mentioned politics earlier. Mm -hmm. And with, with the mind frame of bringing up the fact that I learned recently, not only is Kanye West... But Donald Trump having now announced mm -hmm. their run for the presidency yep. in 2024, is this something you expected? Is it something that you seem like? Do you think either of them are going to be considered as valid candidates? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. I absolutely expected it, and I um, well, when I saw Kanye and Candace Owen wearing their 2024 baseball caps, mm. I um. I did not think that Kanye was going to announce a bid. What I actually believed was that Donald Trump was going to act his, act, you know, announce his bid and he was going to name Candace as his VP. Mm. That is what I, that's, that was my first thought. Mm. But then Con Kanye announced and I thought, do they really think they're gonna win with two black people on the ticket? Mm and and now don't be so quick to say no because mag is big well not just they, <laughs> it might not be just two black people mm -hmm. i don't think the male portion of the two mm -hmm. is currently um socials and on a social level to pull it off perhaps before the last couple months mm -hmm. he may have had a chance but now i think he kind of like tanked his opportunity to be the other black person hmm. so we have microwave minds most of us we don't function in crock pot and marathon we don't move slow we move fast and we move to the next thing it's 2022 that election's in 2024 half these people ain't even gonna remember or care about anything kanye said this month i think so huh yep might be you know you might you, even, i cannot even, argue that even, point is not being valid even right now with the la with the la city council 
a month or so ago there was a recording that came out oh, where yeah. they were talking you know different Real spicy, they, were, yeah. they were having their backyard conversation that's if you what were, we agreed to if, yeah. if you were in somebody's house they would be having that conversation they just didn't know they were being recorded mm -hmm. um but i believe the gentleman gil Cedillo, he did not win the next term but his term doesn't finish until you know january he's finished you mean he, he went through an election after that scandal? Well, so no, during, when there was an election, but he didn't win. Okay. But he gets to finish out his term. You saying you believe that won't affect it? It's going to be too far. No, in the no. Past. So, so you have a group of people that are wanting him to resign and step down, and he's refusing to because he's he, it ends anyway because he did not win the reelection. Oh, okay. And so many people are like, he should just step down. He should just step down. And somebody asked me, and I said, no, if I was him, I wouldn't step down either. Mm. And they was like, why not? I said, I wouldn't. I said, stepping down, that puts on your resume that you resigned, that you quit, mm. that you ran, that you did something wrong. You, he, he, I think I want to say he giggled. He didn't, he didn't comment, but I think he was a part of the laughter or whatever. Mm. Because guess what? When his term is over, he can go public speak, be a professor. He can do whatever. And in two years, three years, four years, it'll be office. He can come right back and run again. And when somebody brings it up. You know what the new people are going to be like? They're going to be like, we don't care. Mm. You know why they're going to say they won't care? Because most of them heard all that conversation in their backyard anyway. Mm. Well, there's a specific issue about Trump mm -hmm. and the 14th Amendment and his alleged participation in insurrection that took place on January 6th that um, his opponents are raising that may disqualify him from even really being able to make a run. Are you familiar with that concept or the idea? Well, let me yeah. play a clip. I'm going to play a clip of just Trump announcing. Okay. The beginning of our fight mm -hmm. to rescue the American dream, and it's a word you don't <laughs> use, two words. I don't want to be Joe. It's two words, American dream. <laughs> that was not good what he did. There are a lot of bad things, like going to Idaho and saying, Welcome to the state of Florida. I really love it. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. There you go, guys. I hate to admit, just based on some of the rhetoric that I kind of lended my voice to agree to, um, I feel like he might be the best choice I'm aware of without me being too politically sound. Mm -hmm. He not only, um, from what I can recall, provided a lot of um, stimulation to the actual um, environments that our people frequent. Mm -hmm. A personal friend of mine, Corvain Cooper, had received a life sentence for some marijuana um, charges out of town and he was down for like 10 years or better but before Trump got out of office mm -hmm. he let my partner go a personal friend of mine so I have a very personal appreciation for Trump that I didn't really possess while I was trying to like um filter through what everybody was saying and mm -hmm. certain things and what happened to me really my father what up big Tommy I used to visit Arizona to see my father often, and he would sit in the kitchen and watch Trump on TV, and he's like, man, I can't stand this motherfucker, man, this motherfucker right here. And then everybody was saying this about him at the same time, but my daddy, we got the relationship to where I'm like, I had never really heard nothing about him that really made people say that. So I was always a devil advocate in these circles because the only thing they would say, he would say, man, he racist toward the Mexicans about the border. And I actually heard what he said. Mm. And he did not generalize that 
this is all they providing. Right. He just said it's included, and he said it kind of lacked. It probably lacked some tact. But I knew that was not condemn. You couldn't really condemn him or convict him on that statement. Right. So I used to challenge my dad. I'm like, man, why you don't like him? And he'll give me these vague things. And when I try to pinpoint an answer, he would try to go to that. Yeah. And then I used to like just uh, shoot it down. So I was first before a long time. I was like, man, I ain't got no problem with Trump, man. Because every time I ask somebody why you don't like him, they can't give me a real reason. And I'm going to tell you what I fell victim to. This nigga. And that fuck Donald Trump shit. Fuck Donald Trump. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's the homie. And then I got to start. Now I started looking at him for reasons not to like him and why. Because yeah. I wanted to agree with the whole shit. Yeah. Like, so what I started, what I, what I picked out that I could hang my fuck Trump on was I saw his reaction when the Central Park Five came out and they showed way when he was younger and he said something about hang him and they weren't found guilty yet mm-hmm. and then that I was like okay that's something I could dislike him for and then he doubled down on it after he was Trump the president or running for mm-hmm. president and the movie came out it was you know attention and they became exonerated they gave him another opportunity and asked him would you like to like mm-hmm. and he doubled down on that so I found myself saying well fucking for that and then it was a couple of other things on that nature oh well, it was a couple things he said that was like really like, ah. but this is what I've realized with politics and myself personally. When I do become aware of them in America, it's not about having any type of love relationship with anyone yeah. I may have to have any type of support or preference of. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that if I have to have a decision, a vote, an idea, a thought of who would do the best job of driving this vehicle while I'm riding in it, <laughs> it could be fuck him and fuck him, but I would prefer him to be doing the driving. And when you look at it from that perspective, take the emotions out, it doesn't have to be a endorsement of this guy to say that I would prefer him over anybody else that could potentially do it. Right. And that's me. Even with like, when you bring up the Central Park Five, you know, like your your show is Facts Over Feelings. He was definitely in his feelings. Mm. He was completely emotional. During the time that it was happening in the case, he took out like full page ads. I recall that. So once you've vested all of that and you've done all that, you've got to be, you know, maybe a special kind of person or, or humble enough to be able to say you know, mm, I apologize. I take wrong. it back. I don't believe he possesses that characteristic. Mm. Once he's gone in full force, both feet, ten toes, he gonna ride it out, right or wrong, mm. because it. And that's just my personal opinion of him. As far as him just winning and and getting all Democrats, Republicans everywhere, if he had a, what are they called? Not necessarily a publicist or. Maybe it's a publicist, just a, PR. a PR person that works with him and he actually listened to them. If he, if I could have ever said something to him, I would have told him, I would have said, we need you to be a little bit more Reagan-ness and a little less Dice Clay and you'll mm. have everybody. Mm. But you're, you're too, you're too cut and dry and I everybody think, can't take I think that. If he gets action this second time, all that is going to like, it's going to compensate. What's happening? Oh, Central Park Five. We're going to get I felt like they might take us to the back of the precinct and kill us. This is a hugely important story. I wish I could tell you it was unique that five black and Hispanic boys were uh, arrested for. My man, I thought that was Donald Trump. 
I, that wasn't Donald Trump talking? Yeah, that was him in the beginning, but I'll come back to it. That was that was his voice, right? Yeah. And mm. I could hear where he was going. This is how I started not liking him. I could yeah. get it. This is Well, he was he was there, and you have to understand the way the he see he wasn't in the interrogation room. He didn't see how they got it all. They just put it out there. No, but re- irregardless, but did you hear what he just said? Yeah. I wish I could say this is an uncommon thing. Right. A few black and Hispanic guys. When we know if we just have any general familiarity with the spectrum of crime, mm-hmm. the R thing is they thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to be some not shot by who's there. Who took out full page ads in all the daily newspapers asking for the return of the death penalty and more police. Of course I hate these people. And let's all hate these people because maybe hate is what we need if we're going to get something done. And he believed that these... And you know what some people would consider are? Grabbing them by the pussy. And he want to spew hate. And, and you know what he said? I want, the clip I saw that really struck me, he was moving, and like the paparazzi asked him about these guys back in those times. Mm-hmm. And it was pre-trial. He said, lynch them. That's yeah. the terminology he utilized. Yeah. Lynch them. Yeah. And then here it is in the, the 2000s when he's presidential, and he's loved by all the black culture with hip hop and all that. And they say, hey, Trump, you know this dude's got exonerated. Right. We looking for any type of concession. Just show us, throw us anything. He wouldn't do it. But look what Kanye and Kyrie have to, look what Kyrie in particular. I'm a, you can speak on Kanye, because we talking about president. I don't, it, but just look how it goes on the opposite side. We, how do you make president of the United States when you say lynch these innocent until proven guilty How, how do you kids? make president when you um, got Bones five slaves. or six baby mamas? Because Barack Obama couldn't have had that. And he would have been epitome. He would have been depicted oh, yeah. as the no characterized because yeah, of his pigmentation. He, he had ex- to be the perfect person characterized. Exactly, but yeah. even even presidents before him were less. Even when they their marriage was just on paper or just for the purpose of work. They couldn't even have, look what they did to even Clinton when they started to try to pull out women. And they've always persecuted every single person running for any office when it comes to that. When it came to Donald Trump, they was like, what? That's okay. Why do you believe that was the case? Um, I think he prepped the audience with his, um, the television show where he would say, you're fired was The Apprentice. Because on that show, he would have his children with him, and they didn't have the same mother. So we got accustomed to seeing him with his children and not the mothers. So we don't get to see the baby mamas, and it's like out of sight, out of mind. You see a father who's married to Melania, and he has all of these kids. Now, we know those are not Melania's children, but those mothers, they stayed away. During the entire time he was on the... Think about it. How many times did you see any of his baby mamas on TV oh, doing whatever? Can I be honest with you? I've never watched this show a day in my life, so... Oh, that Apprentice show? Yeah, never. So, yeah, it was... But I can't... Yeah. I can relate, and I can follow your So, when, at the end of the show, when, when the cast would come to meet their fate, to talk about whatever task they completed or didn't complete, Donald Trump would be there with his children. And he didn't have all of them, but it would always be him and his kids. So, you never even look at those people as having like a different mama because they're with their father. Right. So it's out of sight, out of mind. So then when they started to try to even make a point of it, the people were like, so he takes care of his kids. 
We don't care who the mamas are. So you think it's more about his particular presentation, his experience, and less about the, the, the new condition of our society? I remember we were speaking off camera earlier, even with the producers, about how he said, I believe someone in the room said that they're, her child told them, like, uh, yeah, our, our, our generation's not tripping on marriage like that. We mm-hmm. Do you believe it's, like, more of Trump and less of what's going on now or a combination of both? I think it's a combination of both. Because even from a conversation earlier, I see people doing that. And I honestly think, like, just shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Like, te- you know, television... People have to remember, it's called television programming for a reason. It conditions you to think a certain way, feel a certain way, believe certain things. Why, why else would candidates spend so much money on commercials? This is why I don't understand how they can have <laughs> such an effective argument against the fact that they are weaving so many ideals into children's programming mm-hmm. as if it's not going to have an effect on even people who would never have thought about it. When the science of everybody spending billions on commercials is based upon the influence it's going to have on the brain. And it always has. People will tell you when you look back at other shows where it shows Lucille and Ricky Cardo, they slept in separate beds. Separate be- and they were married. And they were married. Then you move forward and you start to see... When they were about to have little Ricky, they couldn't even use the word pregnant on TV. Right. So then, And then you start to see where now they're showing the husband and wife in the same bed. Okay, fine. Now you're starting to see where... They're not even married and they're in the same bed. Now you're going to even for where they even have a now same sex in the same bed. And now you got, right? It's yeah. just everything. So whatever. And, and, and so where, where, where's that end? Because no, stop. I, I need, we got to, we got to, we got to go. No, fuck that because that is such a natural. So how far does that go? Let's go. I, I, truthfully, I don't know because there's some things on TV that I never thought they would show. What do you think about the fact that society is so invested in the concept of the sexuality of minors? It's like right where we are. Because they have to change the way we think. I want to say that as a natural progression into where it seems to be heading. And if you look at the current condition of the fact that a couple years ago, my son started eighth grade. And when it's time to register him from school, the box that says male and female, mm-hmm. there were like eight, nine options. That's crazy. And male and female had the least letters of almost all the options. There were all these big words That's that crazy. you can choose. What is the effect? Or No, I, I just see that the progression of what you just described with the television and all that, right. I don't see anywhere else it can go I, I from my understanding they have something I don't, i'm so uneducated on that subject i don't even want to try to tap in, touch in it but i believe the p word is a natural destination and when you look at the decline of moral fiber in those type of scenes that we depict regularly on the screen when you go from what you said ricky and lucy couldn't sleep in the same bed as a married couple on tv and then what little Nas X be up to at the awards with the not even the, the, the shit he did with the devil the lap dance how, how in a society that everybody when they grew up every day in public school had to salute the flag and say mm-hmm. one nation under God how does a nation get to that you think taking prayer out of school had anything to do with it oh it absolutely did I think that 
I think also sticking Planned Parenthoods and brainwashing black people to not have children um, under the guise of we're trying to help you. So you have a group of people who are inherently churchgoers and they're told at least once a week that he won't put anything on you that you can't bear. Mm. But then you have somebody else come over here. People ever. Exactly. But then you have these people over here that even my parents, because my parents signed that paper, let them come into our schools to talk to us about reproduction and whatnot. But my parents didn't read the form. There were some kids that weren't allowed to do it. Their parents refused to let them do it. Mm -hmm. But I was allowed to be in that class. But what I learned in that was that abortion was okay. Mm. And that... A mainstream option for being pregnant. Yes. Because what they did is they then... They they introduced pregnancy to me in the fifth grade as a mistake. If If you're not playing for... If you're in the fifth grade... Right. but, but but. but, But this is the thing, though. Imagine I was in a household where my parents read that stuff... And they function differently. What we call them right wing Christian, you know, Mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm. just say I was taught different. Like, no, it's not a mistake. Like Mm -hmm. if I was taught God creates life and it doesn't matter where it's created or how it's created, that was his choice. Mm -hmm. So it's never a mistake Mm -hmm. when I'm in class and they're saying, well, if you have a mistake, I heard Barack Obama say that. Well, if my daughter made a mistake, I want her to be able to. And I I thought Mm -hmm. to myself, but how could it be a mistake if God creates life? Mm. So you can't argue one side and not the other. So how could he but make you, you a boy I, and it not be a mistake? But, but there's something. There's one thing I said to you a while back that mm-hmm. I want you to remind you of. I stay away from absolutes because there are some things that lead to pregnancy I can consider as mistakes, and I can describe them mm-hmm. in detail graphically. Well, so I'm going to tell you why I'm usually that person that people are like, yeah, but you're the exception. So. Oftentimes when you get in the conversation about abortion with, with people, the first thing they talk about is rape. That's like one of the first things they throw up. I mean, it's the, it's the inevitable elephant right. in the room. Well, what if, what if somebody's raped and it happened? Well, I a, believe the individual should have options. Right. So now you have a woman like me. I've never birthed a child. Okay. I have children, but I've never birthed a child. Correct. So not having ever birthed a child, but wanting to, I've done it all. I've done histosalpino. I've, I've done so many things where they've looked and checked basal body. T- I've done all those things. And I do now believe that we have figured out what it is that it will take. I'm getting up in age, but I don't believe that things like that matter. Right. Because I believe that God creates life. So, you know, you're on a facts yes. over feelings podcast. And you know, feelings are almost synonymous with belief. Okay. So I'm going to tell you. Okay, I'm listening to this. Go ahead. So, <laughs> Talk your shit. I just want a real reminder. I know. I know. I got mm-hmm, you. We good. Mm-hmm, we good. Mm-hmm. We good. So w- just with that being said, um, the life is created there. You have your eyes right now. I am a product of a rape. Mm, God bless your soul. So sweetheart. now my mother was not raped by my father. My grandmother was raped by my father's dad. So my father is here as a product of a rape. You're a second generation. Yes. And so when they say that, I say, okay, well, I am not grateful for the rape. It definitely affected my grandmother in ways where she would self-medicate, where she would use alcohol to numb the feelings. My father was raised by his aunt for a long period of time because I'm sure it's difficult to look in a rapist's face because if you saw my father and my grandmother, to me, they don't really look alike. But if you saw my grandfather and my dad, twins. But your personal experience of being able to 
go through that experience, understand it, mm-hmm. and accept it to a degree where you don't want to include the word mistake in your experience. Mm-hmm. Do you think everyone that experiences similar trauma is um, obligated to meet meet the situation the way absolutely you have? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. So I'm not. I'm not. I don't take the position that there should not be the. A person, the ability of abortion. Mm-hmm. I don't take that position at all because I do believe that there are going to be times when it's needed. Correct. Right. So I don't take that position. Correct. What I'm when I when I mentioned about me not having birthed a child is you have women who have done so many things, spent thousands and thousands trying to, ha- to. trying to. Maybe tr- maybe they're ovulating this week and they had intercourse with their husband and they were also raped this week. Now that baby in them, they don't know whose it is. Is it the rapist? Is it my husband? There are many women who, not even in that situation, who just want a baby and couldn't have one and got raped and was like, okay, God, if that's how you gave it to me, then that's how I take it. So I just, I, I guess I just get like, at, you know, kind of taken back when they want to use that as the excuse because I want to always ask them, have you asked anybody but, that was raped? Don't, don't use that as a defense. Just say what you want to say because I have a very strong opinion when it comes no, to I that. I don't want to, no, I'm not going to, but I just feel like your experience is so personal. Yeah to project it on the general population when the R word comes up mm-hmm. is, I don't want to be offensive, but it seems to be unfair because that is such a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. It seems like you have to, you have learned to dig into the depths of what you are in order to come out strong on the opposite side. Right, And I believe if a woman is raped and she has, and she conceived during that rape and she doesn't want that baby, she don't have to keep... I don't have no issue with her keeping that baby. At the same time, I believe there are beautiful stories that come on the opposite side exactly. of the opposite decision. Exactly. But I believe that is the one moment that it should be up to the woman it, it, with it sh- nobody say so I, I agree. I agree. So my concern is... This is my... Pro- not even a concern. This is my problem. It's just a bunch of reckless women who want to live <laughs> free... Go and be hoes and do what they want to do with zero consequences that, yes. and they want to use rape as an argument to hold their position just to be a tramp. Correct. Miss me with that. Correct. I need you to be more responsible. Well, it's my choice. You got choices, Heffa. You got film, foam, condom, female condom, pill, IUD, shot. What? You going to pass all those options to kill the baby? To, to enjoy an uh, experience with somebody that you don't want to reproduce with, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. So y'all laying there you don't, if you land there with him, you don't want to have his baby. Why you land there with him? So you just getting your rocks off. He got a wet hole. Y'all just chilling and doing whatever. And then a baby coming. Y'all looking at you like, we don't want this baby. So why didn't you strap it up? There's every, there's dental dams, saran wrap. There's so many options. You want to pass all those options to kill the baby. And your main defense is, well, what if someone's raped? Was you raped? Right. No. No, I can. You was partying it, and you was flipping, and you was. So that's my problem. I'm not saying I'm totally against abortion. I'm against what they want to use for the argument. Like, really? I agree. You're just trying to have an argument just to be loosey goosey. Indeed, indeed. Uh, It's right now the Supreme Court. People can be mad at them. They're calling women to a higher standard. That's all they've done. By eliminate by by illegalizing. They're just calling us to a higher standard. You salute that. Support that. I don't have no issue with that. I have no issue with it in general because I am not currently pressed with trying to take to the clinic because we did. Right, (laughs) right, right. But look, check this out. If you was cool with doing it raw, why you why you don't be concerned about the rest? I just think that because if she was that type and you weren't really with her like that, strap it up, wrap it up. I mean, that shit is easier said than done. 
<laughs> when you're and, in the moment. And I'm just saying, just the reality of life. So you know what? It just you know what also makes it a challenge is because every time you turn on the TV, they have something bravado for prep, this for prep, that for prep. I'm not saying we're supposed to be walking around super terrified of AIDS, but I don't think we're afraid enough. Because why realize, are all these? If there wouldn't be these abortions you, you, if you, you weren't worried about AIDS. Do you realize the the, or the, the, the biggest street rapper popping right now mm -hmm. is openly, admittedly a nigga with herpes, and he got about he got so many baby mamas. One of them is uh, Floyd Mayweather's daughter. He got females fighting over him. He he rap about his herpes. He talk about him. He post about the herpes, and he stills considered a sex symbol and. It don't even matter. What's wrong with us? We're being called to a higher standard. What's wrong with us? Why you want that herpes? Why you want that infested? What? You want that? It's a different time. Or something, something is wrong with us, though. It's, it is. Us. It us, is. Us. Just like the, the, the word WAP, the fact that the WAP, the word WAP is a word that is not a word. When we say it, we know what it means. And the right. fact that the the level of influence that presented it and the acceptance they have on our mainstream, our, exactly. we have a problem. We definitely have a problem. Exactly. What's wrong with us? And, you know, it's... <laughs> I tell you, it's my whole life I would hear the elders saying, you know, it's the end of times. It's the end of times. It's really feel like it. I, I promise you, what, what my the, entire life knees, right now, it like, feels like it. What, you, are you familiar with the knees down challenge? Or the good knees? No. And, 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 and it, you, you hit to the good knees? It's like the social media thing, right? Uh -huh. Females of all ages are doing this challenge, it's the good knees challenge where they get on the camera. Uh -huh. Typically, it seems like they all either have on tights or shorts that's tight. Uh -huh. And it's this little beat that plays, it seems like it's like a 30 second thing, but uh -huh. it's real slow. Like, put your hands up, put your hands up. And the females get in front of the camera and they cock their legs open. And the whole thing is about seeing how good your knees is. And it's, it, but the whole thing is they, it seems like every one of our females mm -hmm. are strippers. They all know how to do stripper dances now, and they got these tights on, and the whole challenge is to see how long you can balance on your knees while this little DJ is doing this little put your hands up, and they just popping it, just just everybody. Just whatever. So, so now think about that. Doing it. You say they, they're, like, they're being strippers or whatever, so it reminds me of a different challenge that where they were like walking a certain way or whatever, but I just hadn't you know seen that one. But think about it. We live in a society where there is the image of a man shortage. So let's say they there's say a, seven to one. So, okay. So, and if all these men are talking about strippers or they want this and they want that, the average woman, we feel like we have to either compete or comply to keep their attention. <laughs> right? So when you see people doing that, it's because they want to be able to compete or comply. Because we're convinced that, let's say, let's say you're in a relationship and one person cheats. Oftentimes, the person that was cheated on feels like, oh, it was something that I didn't have or I was lacking, like they put it on them. But then you'll have psychologists and stuff that'll tell you, no, it's the other person. They, they just needed something and have anything to do with you. But that's not a nat naturally, I, I believe, human, we just be like, oh, no, it was something we did. Oh, he cheated on me with that stripper. I can't do what she do, so I'm going to go over here and learn. So I take a pole dancing class, and I start dropping like I do it all. I start doing all these things because I'm like, he, that's what he went for, So because I wasn't doing it. It's, it's We're so, constantly trying to compete. But it, it's like, that's one end of the spectrum. 
but I constantly, currently hear continuously, consistently females saying, with all the extras they do to their program, mm-hmm. I don't do it for no man. And that's a very prominent theme in female expression when it comes to the, the fucking long ass nails with all the extra dazzles on them. They pointed with the BBL, with the all the extras on the wigs, mm-hmm. with the lashes. Anytime a man says anything as if like, damn, you ain't gotta do all that, that, that ain't what I want. Mm-hmm. They say, I don't do this for we do this for myself. And you know that's bullshit, right? I mean, I would like to believe it's bullshit, but if they, <laughs> if it's if it's not bullshit, and men are expressing that's not what we prefer, because they're not expressing that, they're expressing it to that woman. If you're if you us sitting here, you may you, we we can have that conversation, but the image that's given to us in this television programming, that I is can't what they stand a fake. What well, look? What, I, only reason I don't express this more. Often it's because those people fuck cancer or, you know, in other ailments to where they replace what was natural because they want to feel as whole as they possibly can. Right. And I don't want to shit on nobody that goes through that experience. But outside of that, I hate fake titties. I would rather a kind of long, not firm as titty as it used to be than a fake titty. <laughs> okay. I, but... I don't know what makes this shit such a, like, because it's... Well, well, turn on the TV. And look at any celebrity or anyone. They're gonna the person on their arm is gonna but, have. But, 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 but just think about it. But but, 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 but think about this. When it comes to anything that you are interested in first by sight, mm-hmm. but your ultimate interest is actual connection physically, whether it's trying on shoes or clothes. Right. Fuck what it look like. The actual deep attraction is what it feels like. There is nothing to compare a fake titty to a new titty. When you fuck with a fake titty, you got to... The, the, the reaction, the cessation reaction is so delayed. You got to trick <laughs> yourself into believing she really liked this shit because you fuck with a real titty and you know how... it go. But when you fuck with a fake titty, it's like a, you can tell. You can't even feel this shit, bitch. You can't feel it. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how I got off the subject so No, far. no, no. It's funny because you sitting here like if you... I said, because I don't know. Mine are real. I wouldn't know that. Nature. Natural. Now, uh, so... You you do know if you when earlier when earlier when we said so the, the television pro, the television programming think about what they put what what they define beauty what they show us as beauty they show a tiny but tiny can, waist but a you big show, booty but if you a show big me, breast you can show me the the flyest whatever I can fall for the look right once I get in it if it don't feel right uh they threw me but for you, the but you dope. but you going in it because of what it looked like but what I'm saying is this I. Ha- I had to, I didn't know I didn't like a real, a fake titty until I touched the motherfucker. But then, if you just see the way it looked, if, I'm just saying, it's the only reason you know where it looked multiple times because of porn. The motherfucker don't even react right. Like, I don't understand how it got so popular. And if it's like you, you, you it got popular because we're constantly trying to compete and compare, we're we're constantly comparing. With appearance. Constantly, because look, even when you said well, at first sight I might be attracted, but then when I get in there or whatever, when most relationships, the first initial it's so identifiable now, I could tell by the cleavage they fake. I don't even like the way they're dirt. That shit too firm. It's fake. But most inter- most interactions give. begin by the visual. And I'm saying it. Now they so common, they so identifiable. Mm-hmm. I don't care how pretty everything else is when I see them. Like eh. only because you tried it. I apologize for getting um, off track, but. I want to bring us back to what we was on. Um, the 14th Amendment, Donald Trump. Um, 
I don't know. I just feel like when he first announced his candidacy the first time, mm-hmm. my brain just told me, no way. And then I was like, wow, he did it. Now he got this 14th Amendment issue. To me, it seems like he's going to glaze right past that. Well, so this is the thing. And the, the 14th Amendment, so if he just participates, engages in insurrection. You had something. You you mind reading what you had because what was he up against? Because it was worded in a very specific way with the word engage. I'll play a clip while she's Okay. Fifth Amendment. But what about the 14th Amendment? Now, it's another option some lawmakers are considering. Now, this morning, we're connecting the dots. In the wake of the Capitol riots, there has been a lot of talk about impeachment and the 25th Amendment. But those are not the only options on the table. There is also the lesser known 14th Amendment. Let's connect the dots. Added after the Civil War, the 14th Amendment is best known for granting citizenship to anyone born in the United States and guaranteeing equal protection under the law to all citizens. But under Section 3 of the amendment, it also says public officials can be expelled from office if they engage in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or provide aid or comfort to our enemies. According to historians, it was aimed at keeping former Confederates from holding office. A few Democrats have broached using the 14th Amendment to remove President Trump from office, but the louder calls are for using against members of Congress who encourage the protesters. Lawmakers who could be targeted include Representative Mo Brooks of Alabama, who was at the Washington rally before the riot, and Louis Gohmert of Texas, who suggested supporters take to the streets after his lawsuit to overturn the election failed. Senators Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley have also been mentioned. Whether this could actually happen is another matter. Political watchers say it may be harder to make a case against Cruz. Right. So, so yeah, so with this 14th Amendment, he just has to, it literally says clear, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion. Who determines whether or not he has? Well, then right after that, you know, it says, or have aided any enemies of the I state. I heard that, right? yeah. So remember right before he had a rally, mm-hmm. they had an entire call out. See, all of that is considered engagement. And now there have right? been people who've been convicted of crimes on that date as being a part of the insurrection now. Right. So and those so, would be so, the people so, that he... So once they were convicted, now we officially have on record that there was an insurrection because mm. you were convicted of it. Okay, and then they say, well, um, I was at the rally and remember Donald Trump, he had a stage, he had a podium, he had pillars, balloons. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, I don't know, but let's just say they had water and, you know, so that's all engagement. You're engaging in it. You're at the start of it. And you told them, we're going to start here, we're all going to march. You mm-hmm. then gave them the order. All of that is considered engagement. But as you and I would agree on that, who is it that ultimately determines whether or not the fact that we can say that's how it happened is going to say if that applies to him? Because he announced his candidacy. So he'll go between he'll go before the congressional committee and they'll determine it. And so this is why um, the way that will happen. So if it's in the Congress, I predict that they will vote no. They, they will say that he did not engage, mm. but that's just because that's how the numbers are right now. Mm. Would that and, ultimately and, allow him to go ahead and run? Well, not if he goes before the Senate, because then, then the Senate is now heavily, dem- the Democrats have the majority, so I'm watching, they will vote. I'm watching the no. fluctuation of your emotions as you describe one option versus the other. So I would assume you would be happy if they blocked him from being able to run from the way I'm watching your 
Facebook. No, I would. No? I think it would just be interesting because it's I definitely interesting. I've never been this I, interested in politics ever in my life. Right, right. I, I actually the with regards to January six, I would have preferred that that entire day ended differently. Or not not happened at all. Yeah, not, well, I prefer that it would have not happened at all. But when it did happen, I prefer. I I wish that it would have ended differently completely. In what regard? Well, Rudy, Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump's children—they were all there at that rally when that happened. So the if way, that had been a rally of people that looked like us, correct? Everybody went to jail. Correct. Some people would have got shot. So I believe with, that that's what should have happened that day. So how, with that being the way your position? How am I wrong in assuming you would want him to be blocked? You you think even with that being the fact that he should have been criminalized for his participation that day, you now would not prefer him to be blocked from being the president in the future? It's pretty forgiving. Well, it's not that I wouldn't want him to be the president in the future because that didn't happen. You know, it was like but, a but, but, but no, it didn't but happen. No, but no, we're not going on it. We're talking about with your inner perception of mm -hmm. what should have happened right. based on his activity, his position, mm -hmm. his participation, mm -hmm. you deem if you had the, the um, say so, mm -hmm. he should have been criminalized. Yes, that day, it should have been criminalized. I want to know, how, fuck what everybody else says, mm -hmm. how do you then feel like he can should be a qualified candidate at any degree in the future? So remember when I wanted to tell you I wanted to go to law school, right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, well, you guys didn't do your job right the first time. Now you got to prove it. Now you got to fight so for it. So you believe on the technicality, he should be able to run again? I believe that the opposing side, they need to do their justice, so no their due diligence. No, so you know what? The, the, the beautiful stroke of a brush you paint American politics and this passion you fell in love mm -hmm. with, you're letting me know that this shit is ran by gangsters in the bottom line. It is. It, well, think about it. Let's say they actually did what they were supposed to do on January 6th. Even if it meant close your eyes and pretend it's all blackface and right. get to work and handle it the right way. Right. We wouldn't even have the question now. Mm. So now that we got the question, let the lawyers do their work. Let's see who wins. Because you didn't do it right the first time. So now that you're faced with these options, let's but see who's- But then the integrity of the courtroom is so of a the question. The integrity so of the courtroom, she has a blindfold on where she's not supposed to be looking at all, but she peeking. So, yeah. Well, it, integrity. It's not even a left up Come to her. On. Because now what I realize the courtroom has come down to, it's not prove anything. Mm -hmm. It's convince the jury. It's do, who who going to win? Who convince. the baddest in here? Remember when I told you in that mock trial? Mm -hmm. The other side was Billy Bad. They shut us but down. You, I couldn't even get on but, the stand. But technically, you have to meet a burden of proof. And that's the definition. Proof. You have to prove. And that's what everybody goes into the process mm -hmm kind of like subscribing to, you have to prove, but I want to dif differentiate the actuality is, mm -hmm. there's no proof needed. All that's needed is convincing of these 12. Oh, there's not even convincing because the, the congressman, the Republican congressman that know, it, I'm gonna tell you why it don't even matter. Because they just went through reelection and they were elected based on what they believe. This is my point. I don't want you to miss my point. My daughter's 19. Mm -hmm. One of the last things she told me, like, Daddy, I got jury duty. Mm -hmm. Individuals like her that's not attached to none of that sophistication. Mm -hmm. When she ends up on a jury, mm -hmm. the burden is not to prove to her anything. It's to convince her. If you want her to vote 
one way or the other, mm-hmm. you necessarily don't have to prove anything. There's a difference between proof mm-hmm. and convincing. Right. That's why we have a judge because they're but supposed I'm to be there to guide it, but sometimes but, but, they but don't. It's not. It's the majority almost all the times. Mm-hmm. This is the way it really goes, and it's right. like a slight of the word that I've noticed personally. Right. And this, I probably could start a campaign and get the whole people on my bandwagon with this yeah. one. This one I also think off the subject. I swear <laughs> to God, the NFL, mm-hmm. y'all need to regulate the conditions. It is totally out of sync to take something that you consider next gen, next gen stats. Mm-hmm. Everybody's income and performance is tracked so closely mm-hmm. that people would have to deal with the elements that challenges them from being as great as they've trained to be. And my performance and my overall statistics can end up suffering because I had to deal with the elements more times than a person that I was competing with on another team in another division. Mm -hmm. It is barbaric. It is ignorant. The proof was this recent game in, um, that was snowed out. They had to move it. A lot of my peers, y'all hear, y'all been hearing me say this. Watch them regulate the fucking conditions in the NFL. They, the NBA, every other, when the fucking elements come into f- baseball, mm-hmm. we stop the game until they're done. Right. But I think it is a totally ignorant process to be such a sophisticated sports um, organization to spend so many time to track my performance based upon my training, my intense elite training, and then y'all gonna make me go out there playing mud and fucking water when I'm a motherfucker that's supposed to be able to tiptoe and do all this bullshit. But that's off the subject. I'm sorry, I do that sometimes. No, it's it's, it's coming. I I believe it's coming. When I was in Florida, um, usually certain times of the year, around four o'clock every day in Orlando, it would just thunderstorm and rain for like a few hours. Sometimes it'd come back that night. Mm -hmm. Well, the high schools in those areas Um, if it's raining, they have like a little, they have a standard. If it's raining, like they watch it. If it thunders like once or twice, like they watch it. If it lightnings, then like they, like there's a certain thing and then they call it off. I think so. I think it's coming. I think you football, like you say, high school and all that would be the more of the consideration versus professional because they try to keep up with the same season and it would be far more. Um, difficult to hide. The, I think the NFL, of course, could mandate it within 10 years and make sure everybody has a budget where we can eventually come up to it. But every high school, that'd be the hardest part. For, I think right. So hardest. the high school is different, you know, because also you're paying what, seven, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, maybe you get into a game. game. Um, when it comes to the NFL, it's an entire production. We got all these and we got a thousand employees here in the stadium. We got parking. We got right. this. It's so many people here. And then now it's lightning and they're like, well, um, we're either going to have to build super domes where we're all enclosed right? because the TV, the time that they've already paid for on the network, like it's, and it's, when it comes to actual players, when it comes to agents, when it comes to money and trades and performance, mm-hmm. they scrutinize your numbers so closely. And if the motherfucker that, that decided to choose over me played less games in the fucking right. elements than me. So they're, that's just not fair in no way. Mm-hmm. You're right. And money controls it all. So I just see, you know, when I say it's coming, the alternative would be Superdome's being built. They're going to have to put the money somewhere. It's so easy. If, if I think they can just put roofs over a lot of shit it's, yeah. that could not even be just, you don't have to even rebuild a lot of structures. I think they can put tops on some shit yeah. probably. 
Yeah. yeah. Or what do they call those uh, accordion patios? Because you figure in Miami, in Arizona, in Los Angeles. Arizona, they got the dome. We want, but oh, okay, I didn't know. So, yeah. but like in California, you know, people we got want the, dome the sun. Too. They people in Cal in certain yeah. places we want to see the sun. But people want to. We got see. the latest. We got a hybrid. We could do either. If, so if, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So where it, so that's what's gonna start happening. Yeah. Money, they gonna have to spend money. Yeah, they gonna have to. Yeah. yeah. I want y'all to know right now, I haven't heard a public voice saying that yet. So I want to be the first on record saying NFL needs to be done. And I want to predict it will be done. I also feel like breaking the fucking plane on the goal line is too easy for a touchdown. If all you have to do is break the plane, I think that the end zone line should be equal all around the end zone. I'm getting way off subject. I, <laughs> I apologize. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I think the break the plane, we need to keep it like that if it's my team with the ball. How long ago was your birthday? Um, Like a week or so. This is the 10th. You, you still banging that chain. I am. What did you do for your birthday? Oh, well, I did went on a birthday cruise. Hmm. Yes, yeah, that's right. I went on a birthday cruise. Where was your um, destination? Well, so we um, we had one day at sea and one day in Ensenada, Mexico. Mexico. Yes. Wait a minute. This isn't that we're um, this is a headline currently going around the Internet where yes. a young lady traveled to Mexico. Yes. And God bless her soul. Her mm -hmm. name is kind of hard to repeat. I think Shanquilla. it's Shanquilla. Oh, yes. I believe she lost her life. Yeah. If you kind of track the time that story broke and your trip were you guys in Mexico at the same time no she was there before me she was there end of October and I was in Mexico like the second week of November were you aware of her story when you left I no, I was not but I was aware of it when I came back did you go anywhere close to where she's reported to have been no she was in Cabo okay and so yeah and I was in Ensenada but it's interesting because when I heard the story my first thought was so so I cruised for the first time in 2017 and fell in love and since then, I've done the Super Bowl cruise, I don't know, like three times or something. I've cruised through the Be summer. Be careful announcing that. There's I a stigma with females that announce they do the Super Bowl cruise three times. I'm just, hey, hey. There's hey. a stigma, but. I'm telling you, I'm just letting you know. But And those women are being called to a higher standard. I'm already there, hey, so I'm man. not them. Okay, Melifaction, I'm, I'm, defi I'm definitely a people watcher. <laughs> All right. And I will tell anyone that on that cruise, you will meet everything. You'll meet PhDs. And you'll meet the best stripper on the planet. You're going to meet everything. So the reason it made me think of that, of those cruises is I noticed that when people are on the boat, on the ship rather, and when they, especially when they get into Mexico, Americans, a lot of them, too many of them warp into something different. Mm. Now, I don't know what this girl was exactly doing with her friends. I don't know how much they were drinking, if they were extracurricular I don't know what they were doing I did see a video and she appeared to be extremely drunk I just don't know what else or inebriated because I don't know I don't know I can't say drunk but definitely inebriated under something mm -hmm. because they were just wild you know it just, you could you could look at them and say okay they're on something mm -hmm. whether it's alcohol or whatever so we got a clip we got a clip okay we're learning that the Charlotte FBI field office has officially opened an investigation into the death of a woman on vacation in Cabo Mexico back in October now Queen City News first brought you the story about uh, Shanquella Robinson's mysterious death last week as anchor Morgan Francis reports police investigating the case are sharing what they've discovered so far Thursday, Mexican authorities told Queen City News Shinquella Robinson's friends lied to them about what happened to her prior to her untimely death on October 29th. 
An officer investigating the case says they interviewed two friends at the villa in Cabo who said Shanquella Robinson had alcohol poisoning. The same story her family says they told them. They said she wasn't feeling well. She had alcohol poisoning. They couldn't get a pulse. It wasn't until her autopsy came back that Mexican police discovered she had a severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation, which is instability in the uppermost vertebrae. They also didn't see this video showing Robinson get violently assaulted until Wednesday. For that reason, their investigation is still open and they're looking into her death. There's a huge financial incentive to keep Cabo open and to keep mm -hmm. people feeling safe. Mm -hmm. So to the extent they can find, prosecute, incarcerate the people that did this, mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion, they're gonna try to do it. Kurt Kearns is an international attorney with experience litigating international crimes and investigations. Some of what he has to say might not be the most promising news. It's a sovereign state. So mm -hmm. that's the first misunderstanding a lot of people have is that, hey, man, if I'm an American and I'm in trouble somewhere, boy, they'll come to my rescue. And the reality is not unless there's a really big interest internationally okay. in coming to your rescue because they will not upset international relations with a sovereign nation just to help out. The for a black officer. girl. Yeah. For a black girl. For a WNBA player, for yeah, a nobody. Brandon, I was just thinking about her as well. For, but I, I noticed one thing that mm -hmm. in that report it said that Charlotte opened up an investigation. I thought that Charlotte was out of jurisdiction. Well, the FBI in Charlotte. Okay. Right. And so, and that's and that's more to her friends who were there to find out what happened. Okay. Because you know, murder. If you murdered you an American just take citizen, nobody out there and drop them off for dead. Well, if you yeah. murdered an American citizen, you murdered the American citizen. Okay. The FBI, they have determined, we don't care that you were, you, you no, killed her. You I, heard, I, heard, I heard a lawyer speak to intent. So the only reason I heard the lawyer say the only reason America could get involved is if they can prove that you went there with the intent to do so. And then wherever we can uh, establish, you establish the intent to do it, that area has the jurisdiction. So if we can prove you were in California or you were in Charlotte and you plan, we can take this bitch out and kill her. If we can somehow get evidence toward that, mm -hmm. then that jurisdiction. But it's that outside of that, if we find out Americans went out here mm -hmm. and it happened randomly, mm -hmm. there's an issue of jurisdiction of what America is entitled to do. Well, no? It, it, don't make, it don't make sense, no? Well, it, it, it's really just an ask. Right. Oh, from from one government to the right. other. Right. It's just really nasty. That, that's why he then followed up by saying, "If there's not a vested interest." I heard all that, I, but yeah, all I heard him saying, but even before he actually verbalized it, mm -hmm. how easy is it for you to cue and pinpoint portions of that statement? You go right to that last part. Is that easy? I want to hear it because I knew what he's about to say. Yeah. I heard it coming. Yeah. And I I translated it as he was saying it. Yeah. If it was one of my nieces or or something like that, we probably would have some moral interest. And, and still, maybe not even, because he's just a lawyer. Ooh, but I mean, of my... You mean if it was Mitch McConnell's niece? Yeah, or the people that got Kanye and investigation. Oh, okay. Some of what he has to say might not be the most promising news. It's, it's a sovereign state. So mm -hmm. that's the first misunderstanding a lot of people have is that, Hey, man, if I'm an American and I'm in trouble somewhere, boy, they'll come to my rescue. And the reality is not unless there's a really big interest internationally in coming to your rescue because they will not upset international relations with a sovereign nation just mm -hmm. to over no help out. Yes. The police officer investigating not the case. Over no no, now listen, you notice he said international relations. So yes. he doesn't he's not just talking about with U.S. and Mexico. 
let's say exactly right let's say me and china and me and russia we got something with mexico it's not just me asking mexico these other two got to sign off too it it, and there's always this hand that hand scratch you know this exactly there's so much going on earlier in the report they basically established what would be the lack of interest is because it's the interest of keeping cabo open as a safe friendly exactly and so i'm going to tell you when when i when i cruise when we go to ensenada there's a place that we go to it's called papas and beers Okay, and so Americans own Papas and Beers. Some guys that went down like there. That's a common sign in LA. Like I've seen that all my Papas life. And beers. Yeah. yeah, because everybody's like, go to Papas and Beers, get on the cruise so that's ship, a brand. and go to uh, right. Okay. And so, and um, so when you get to Papas and Beers on huge weekends, Super Bowl weekend, uh, I was on Veterans Day weekend. You know, different things. What happens is it's so packed and it's so busy. They'll have federales outside. Mm. So it's on it's on a corner lot. And you'll have three or four of them standing out there. Sometimes they have on ski masks. Sometimes they don't. Completely, tev- was it Kevlar? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. All, all protection on. AK-47s in their hands. And they're standing out there not to cause fear for us, but to make the Americans feel safe. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to come here and go up and down this strip and buy this stuff and pull out your money. You're not going to spend lots of money and pop us some beers. You're not going to do all that stuff if you don't feel safe. Because every location where i don't care where you are there's a criminal element so that's if, how it is in th- i'm sorry but i've been mm-hmm. to haiti and, and I, I can recall when we would be in extreme poverty where these people were like um like picking up empty bags and mm-hmm. refilling them and selling water this is their reality right you can walk 100 feet from there and then they will have a fucking like boys market or a vines or safeway mm-hmm. reminiscent of home but out in front of that, they had with the choppers so we could be comfortable going in there. Exactly. And it was like right on the opposite side of our Right, because if recall. something happens to you, you're not coming right. back. The right. money must flow. And so whether they know somebody's going to mess with you or not, they want you to feel comfortable because they know what the world is saying. Oh, you'll, this will happen to you mm. if you go here. This will happen to you. Now, what I've noticed on some of the ships and in, and in, in Sonata, Americans... We have been so like brain just in our head, your rights, you got freedom of this, your mm. constitutional rights. I've been in, in Sonata and heard somebody say, my constitutional rights, I said, you, you ain't got no constitution or no rights on this That's street. That's a rap over here, your we're, rights are rap. Like, I'm an American, and, and a lot of times we have that, mm-hmm. and we're just so uneducated, we don't know, Entitled. we got our che- entitlement, mm. our chest out, I'm an American, I'm this, I'm that. Now, I'm not saying that that's what these people were doing, but it creates dangerous situations. When, when, there are, when, these, when Americans were on the ships, and I watched them with the just the pompous attitude of I'm an American, I'm an American citizen, like I have my rights. And, and you have to remind them that that does not apply here. Mm. And I've seen people get so drunk, so just even try new drugs. I've seen them do so many things to the point where one cruise, we actually we were, all were boarded and we were leaving. And the captain had to announce that he had turned back around. He turned back around, redocked to let someone off so she can be put in the hospital because the doctors on the cruise ship didn't believe that they were going to be able to save her. Based on what? How much how much drugs and alcohol she had consumed so when think, she was... So we go to other countries... You but know, with, these, with these females, because it's not like about... It doesn't seem like interaction with any foreigners is indicated in the tra- in the tragedy. Right. No, my, my point is, is that when we go to foreign countries, more often than not, we wild out on another level. 
Well, how do you think these are her? So when I, I watch I want the your video, these, how, yeah. How does that? So, do you so, think so I'm watching this video. I'm watching this video, and these are friends of yours. Apparently. So like, apparently, she's slinging you and throwing you around the room everywhere. You're getting do on the floor. You're covering why? your head, and, and they don't they don't know why. But this is the thing. The other person, friend, is videotaping. Mm -hmm. Now, would any of that have happened if they were in Charlotte? Probably not. I mean, that's a. I don't. I, there's no way. There's no know. way to know. Yeah, yeah. But you see what I'm saying? When we have a tendency to go abroad, it's like we still feel like because we're untouchable. If you feel like the the level of intoxication played a part, then the 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 region or the location, outside of the fact that you only got that loaded because you were there, it's irre irrelevant. Well, and I think also the way that they were able to just handle her. Without How they nobody were her around more and just... familiar with her stepping up, being around because is it reported that these other people were closer to one another and she was like with them and they weren't like an equally mixed group? Was he, was she like with a group of friends that were more closer than they were with her? Th that part wasn't clear from the story that I watched and from what I read, they were a what? group of friends going to celebrate. What about her age? Are we aware of her age? Oh baby, yeah. God bless your soul. I, I, I'm yeah. so curious. Not really curious. I'm only curious because we're discussing it. Well, because one the, of the girls on one of the reports, they called her mother to let her mother know that she was sick and she wasn't feeling well, but like, you know, she's laying down or whatever. And then hours or whatever later, they call her back and they're like, she did. So when you talk about who's friends with who, my friend's gonna have maybe my mother's phone number, but just people I'm with, they might not have my mother's number. And then, Even if they know, got it from her phone. I mean, there's so many things, but, but to feel comfortable and, to call your mom but, but and tell her that. that's based on a lot of normal assumptions too, like that we just assuming things are going the natural way that we think they're supposed to go. A lot of times the word mother doesn't implicate what we assume it means either. Yeah, well, and then there's a, a commentator made an accusation on social media that the phone call was made to help their alibi, that when they called, that she was actually already done. That's deep. That's deep. But I wish I knew more know. about the situation. Yeah. yeah. But when I saw when I saw the story, I thought to myself, man, that's so unfortunate that we go abroad and things happen to us. And definitely, this girl did not deserve. I don't care what she was, if she was high, drunk, whatever. I don't care about any of that. She didn't deserve. I mean, we, 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 we so quick to pass judgment on the fact that she lost her life and say what was deserving. Well, I mean, not knowing I, what I, triggered, I said that to say I don't knowing, want anybody to feel like I'm saying the fact that drugs and alcohol were played that somehow she oh, contributed to her own right, demise. Right, she did not. Right. She right. did not. I just when I watched the story, my first thought was we are we get so wild when we go. I've seen it firsthand on the ship, in Ensenada, off the ship. And sometimes I'm like, and, it's, and you don't want to be judgmental of people, but I'm this, like, this, wow, they doing you, all that? You saying all that now, but when I was trying to tell you about them Super Bowl crews, you, like, you know, I was talking about. But I be, I watch it. Yeah, like, but you, I watch yeah. it. Because I'm a people watcher and it's fun to watch and it's crazy to watch. You're like, these people are acting crazy. I got family members and y'all know who y'all is. Uh, they hot in the ass. Them Super Bowl cruises get cracking. The Super Bowl cruises are fun. I bet. That's I heard. Fun. You know, it's the first cruise I took my mother on. She loves it. See, don't do that. Because I am not in any form or fashion insinuating <laughs> that mom's just in that category. I wasn't. I know you wasn't. So you didn't have to go that far to defend your no, presence. My point was, is that everybody's not on the ship doing everything. People are on the ship. I know. I know. I know. But that's like saying you go to the club for Bible study. No. <laughs> we were having fun.
We was taking shots. We were having fun. My mother uh, is fun, okay? But I'm going to tell you, that it was funny, just the side note. On one of the, one of the Super Bowl cruises, there was a family there. And either he wasn't into sports or he didn't realize what he was getting into. And they scheduled their family trip. And on the Lido deck on day one, he was sitting over to the side with his wife and their daughter. And his face was as red as fire. And he just was sitting there mad. And his wife was sitting there. And we tried to smile at her. And she was like almost afraid to smile. But needless to say, he didn't have a great vacation. No, the whole time he stayed in that same. No, no, no. I didn't know the man or where his cabin was, but just at that first. But that moment probably passed. Because <laughs> we, we don't even know what triggered it. It's a lot of assumption goes behind that. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was sound mind. He agreed to be there, and there's no telling. She might have saw her high school sweetheart and gave hugged You're him right, too hard. You're right. You never know. Yeah. You know there's what well, they tell you when you get on the cruise ship. To get on early, have your swimsuit on under your clothes. You can get in the pool and go to eat lunch right. and get in the pool. And so the average departure, the pool is full. The jacuzzis are full. Everything is full. And everybody's eating, having a good time. On the Super Bowl cruise, I have photos to prove it. On the Super Bowl cruise, the pool is empty on day one. Why? What? You think we're going to get our hair wet? Oh, not oh, us. Yeah, not us. So on a ship where there's it probably... There's going to be no white people in the pool? Yeah, but this, the Super Bowl cruise is probably about yeah, 85, 90%. Exactly. Us exactly. 10, 15%. Like, so it's just a else. real party. Exactly. And if you don't do your research and know what weekend you're booking, you will not get the cruise that's on that commercial. Mm. And that's the look on, I saw on that On a cruise, it's all you can eat, huh? In most places. They mm. do have some restaurants where you can purchase things. And they just actually... It, um, put some limits on a couple things, but for the most part, yes, it's all you can eat. But it's interesting, you know, and it's unfortunate that this happened to this girl because, you know, it would have been a wonderful thing for them to go have a trip, come back and have fun and whatever. If, if you have beef with her before you go, like, don't go with her. When you, if it's already booked and planned, when you get there, swap rooms, figure out a way to make it happen. But for her to die... Well, are you willing to, like, speculate on any sense of what you think the origin of the, the conflict was based upon. I want to throw out there, I bet it would have something to do with a dick, a man, or something of that nature. Unfortunately, most beefs between women do. And for it to go that violent, it appears to me, I would assume that the, the loser in the long run probably won the charm or the romantic shit, yeah. the interest. Well, I, you know what I, I, I suspect and that. And I'm just speculating. Right, and, and me too. And but I, and I, and I can speculate that in the next couple of months or so, we're gonna know exactly what happened. I agree. Because just like when I said, when they tilt their little head and be like, a guilty person, you know, an innocent mm -hmm. person doesn't this and that. It was too many of them in the group. If it was it, two, they we might get talking? away with it. But it's, right. it's too many of them. They just gotta scare one, and they gonna right. let it rip. Mm -hmm. They're going to be flowing like next 48. Mm -hmm. And one, I seen a dude already doing a whole lot of talking about how he pulled up and they told, they called and said she was sick. He tried to talk to her. They, I, they was doing too much talking to the cameras. People can't, look, people can't wait to talk. Sometimes they try to make themselves look innocent. My man in Georgia, when uh, Amar, Amar, Amar Arbery, Amar Arbery, rest in peace, God bless. Yes, God bless his soul. The third man. Mm-hmm. The family friend who spoke first and told, in it. his mind, he was like, I'm separating myself from them and I'm going to tell everything that happened so I can clear myself and I'm good. Mm -hmm. And all you did was get yourself in trouble because we all want to be the one to talk or say. And in that group, there's one or two. 
bet. Did he didn't know how long the arm of the law reached in that situation. <laughs> and the law, they, they so cold. It's funny when we can finally laugh at it when it's not turned at us. Yeah. When they sit there and let you just like, oh, yeah. Oh, talk your way out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. What else did they do? And yeah, what did you do? Yeah. And what did you do? Well, yeah. I did this, but only because he said, and none of that even mattered. Not at all. You went ass. down with him. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was kind that was, it, it was, it, the, the tragedy behind it, absolutely horrific, sad. The way it all played out, it was almost funny. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you was Irony. literally, tr- right. You put yourself above this white man. I'm going to do this and do that and tell them and I'm going to be this and I'm going to be separated. And man. As, I don't know. This is, this is, I don't know how familiar you are with this new case that I've um, been hearing about on talk radio. Remember the, um, the, the nurse up out of Texas that had the incident in Winster Hills where she plowed through the... Um, yeah. And then, are you familiar with the Darrell Darnell Brooks story from up out of, uh, I think it was Kansas? Well, what was it about? Uh, but I think a year ago around Christmas time, he was mm-hmm. responsible for driving a vehicle through a crowd at a parade. Right. Um, I find it ironic that both of those individuals, from the day of their events or the incidents, they were incarcerated and. They one has found been found guilty. He's gonna he got like a gazillion years. The other one is still going through adjudication, but or litigation. Mm-hmm. But there's recently in L.A. been a situation where someone who is not black mm-hmm. was driving a vehicle and was responsible for hitting like a group of cadets of the police academy that were out jogging or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I think he hit like fifteen upward of fifteen individuals. Some have lost a limb. There are people where no one has lost their life in comparison to the other situations where I believe there were actually six deaths mm-hmm. apiece. But I just find it ironic, and I'm not trying to just, like, bring up this element, but I just find it ironic. I don't know if you're aware. The person who has been, um, who was responsible for running over the cadets mm-hmm. was allowed to bail out mm-hmm. throughout the process I mean, like days after the incident, I don't believe he was in jail a day or two. He was allowed to post the bail, mm-hmm. and he is now being able to um, deal with the situation as a free man. And I just, at this point, the 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 the, 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 um, the points that they bring up as to why he's allowed to get out because they were saying, and I only know this from the way of talk radio, the points that they were bringing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a disparage. Something's not right about the fact that he is not fighting this shit from in jail. I don't give a fuck. It's like the law is just being so far for others. Just like, are you, I'm going off subject once more, but it still makes the sense in the same point. Are you familiar with the um, the black activist leader who just got so many years for bringing his gun to a um, presentation? The uh, you know them dudes. The not I don't think they, the name of that group is called. I don't give a fuck. Or are you familiar, with Alex? It's a black dude, you know him, bro. He, he he was popping on the internet. He used to show up to shit armed, like with the. So so we have gun laws, right? So he showed up armed. So the only reason that he would be, you know, in he, jail. You, he pointed his gun uh, allegedly toward an officer. Okay, at a, so so at then a that, rally. So that would be the problem because he just got if, seven years. So if he's because you can't do that. So let's say he can carry legally. Let's say he even has a concealed carry. 
and he can have it on him. And in certain situations, when you have a concealed carry, you must report and let them know that you're carrying, you know, there's certain things you got to do. The point I was going to make is when you compare it to what Kyle Rittenhouse, what Kyle Rittenhouse Mm -hmm. went through Mm -hmm. and how the law was so open to exhaust every inch of possibilities and thought and break it down to the very last moment, Mm -hmm. this dude didn't get that benefit. So what state was the first one in? Because the other one's in Missouri, right? The, the cow was, but the, this black dude, I hate that. I, I, I hate the fact that I'm see, not. Because that matters also. No, but my point, all that is all thrown into the gumbo of this America. Right. So, because none of that actually matters, even though it does. Right. So the fact that they allow any of that to matter mm-hmm. up under this one big concept of, uh, you know, democracy for each one, mm-hmm. there's so many variables to make it bullshit in my mind. It's. And I didn't mean to say that because you take it sacred no. like a religion. That you talked about, you fell in love with the whole concept. No, but you're right. That's why it's like. But remember, I got exist. the but I got the wake up call during that case. So it don't have anything to do with that. It has to do with who's the baddest, who studied the most, who wrote the best brief, who right. presented it the best, who who understood who can this convince law. the people who exactly. have to make the decision, or who has the most influence exactly. on the people that make the decision. Because we saw in real time when Rodney King got beat, mm-hmm. they initially were found not guilty. Exactly. While we were staring at it on camera. Right. So there's a lot of things that play part other than proving you did what you are accused of. Because the proof was there. Exactly. You got to take a step further, right? Yes. So we're putting it in the hands of these 12 people over here. Mm -hmm. So now, as your defense attorney, it's my job to make sure I know and understand all those 12 people. And then I got to be a chameleon. And you realize this. As the defense attorney, mm-hmm. as well as the prosecution mm-hmm. and the judge, all you guys are playing on the minds of people who have not been educated on the law. As You you guys exactly. are all playing down on an educational level on the law to people who are so inferior to your understanding of everything in here. Oh, my. You, you know what? You literally just laid out what the actual problem is. Do you remember when George Bush... Be professional when, jurors. When, when George Bush Jr. was elected... He went, somebody said, when they asked the people, why'd you want, why'd you vote for him? He said, because he seems like the kind of guy I want to have a beer with, right? That's America. So, so That's who Donald Trump is, too. Exactly. So what happens is, a lot of times, you have these super liberal people who, for some reason, they believe that everybody's crazy, super educated. You can watch our president, our vice president, you can watch them give a speech, and it's like, now, why did you have to throw all those big words in there? It doesn't matter if I understood it or not. There's the America that you're losing don't know what you're saying. Then you have Donald Trump over here in Michigan. And this is when I knew I, I knew he would win after this night. He was in Michigan giving a speech. That man said, I remember a time when all the cars were built in Detroit and you couldn't drink the water in Michigan. I mean, in, in Mexico. He said you couldn't drink the water in Mexico and all the cars were built in Detroit. Now it's reversed. He said now it's reversed. And that was during the time of the Flint water issue. When he said it, the way he said it, so perfect, poignant. Like the way he said it, I was like. That reminds me of the movie with Chris uh, Chris Rock, Head of State, what you're describing. Because the whole premise of the movie was they were trying to find somebody stupid enough to be a dummy candidate for the guy that they wanted that he could do nothing but lose. Exactly. He just came out there and spoke to like points like you just and it just started because, hitting for because that's the thing they want to be so educated and proper they forget that they need to be down to earth human and make me feel them so when you're in a court of law that's what those lawyers are doing they all most of them they know the same law 
But if someone's talking to you and this and that and the 40 and you're bored and oh, what is he talking about? Then somebody else is like, you know what? That if was his homegirl. Exactly. Quit. <laughs> you gotta make a person feel like, oh, I understood what he said. That man man, really? When he said that, I looked over at my mother. I was up I was at my mom's house. I looked over at her. I said, he just won. But I still, you know what? You just made me revert to the concept of you describing like the law and order Perry Mason concept of the courtroom too. They would That's do that. That's where it comes in, the element. It's a, because. That moment, it does, it does have its time in the court process. The, the title of your show, Facts Over Feelings, when they come to court with all these facts, when it's time for questioning a witness or closing summation, I don't care about no facts. We done beat them over the head with facts for days. Now it's time for me to hit their feelings and make sure that they that's, feel what I'm feeling. Look, swear to God. I swear to God. On my mama, mama, that's why no matter what they want to say, he didn't say. Mm -hmm. T.I. sitting on the stand describing how he had to call old boy mama and explain to his daughter mm -hmm. with all that passion. Even though he included facts, too, that incriminated. The way he's invoke feelings is just terrible you're right you're right and a, and a great attorney understands that because you've been beat over the head with facts if you're a jury member you're tired you don't even want to be here no more you counting the money they ain't even giving me enough for the day i'm mm -hmm. tired i got stuff to do you're mm -hmm. ready to go mm -hmm. when they start playing on your heart and messing with your feelings now you're gonna start remembering facts because they gonna they only gonna bring up the facts that help them they're gonna hit you in your heart hit you in your heart hit you in your heart, and you got these people in Flint and Michigan everywhere donating water, doing all this stuff, and you just reminded them that you used to can drink the water from Mexico, and now they got all your jobs, and then I look at you and say, I'm gonna bring those jobs back. Now, this is the, this is the real issue. Hillary, I don't know if you remember, she didn't go. You know, she had the, she popped a collar too soon. They didn't really go to Michigan. They didn't really go to Pennsylvania. It's like, oh, we got them. We got them. Never turn your back on those that have been there for you. Mm -hmm. That's a deep point, but I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. If you had two minutes to sum it up, <laughs> what would you do? Because that's exactly what you have, about a one minute and 56 <laughs> seconds. To sum up. Just the whole experience today, facts over feelings, SPI, LaBridge, first time. Um, we got things we're working on, definitely levels and layers in production. Um, but you know, this was very necessary for us to get this out of here. This is our virgin time. I appreciate it. I would love to get your feedback on how it went versus how you thought it would go, your experience being here, and just sum up the conversations that we had. Last yeah. words. Yeah, so the, you know, I'm appreciative of today, first of all. Likewise. Thank you, Thank Thank you very you. much. Yes. yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, and it was, it was interesting and absolutely enjoyable. Yeah, I must yes. agree. It I was, agree. Um, I think my initial thought was a little anxious, nervous. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. But it was definitely relaxing, welcoming, friendly. And we had a good time. We had a little bit of conversation or a lot of bit of conversation yes. before a we actually went on air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, it was definitely wonderful. And yeah. I, I got a cup for you. I got Thank a birthday Thank you. I need mine. Is yes. it the same color? It is. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I was just curious. I'll it, take is, it. it is. I'll it is. It is. So, I'll yeah. take it. I appreciate the <laughs> yeah. cup, and I definitely want to leave the door open for a return visit. Um, anytime you might have anything you might want to um, bring to the uh, table mm -hmm. or just have the um, have it open for me to be able to reach out and invite you back to do something similar. We basically tackle current events here. Okay. So we touched in on current events today, so maybe a few weeks down the line, invite you back. And as long as you be open to it, we would love that. 
Absolutely. Yes, appreciate Absolutely. It. You want to let these people know where they can get in touch with you on your social media platforms, anything you're building outside of what we're building, anything you want to let them know. That's um, your camera right there. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, actually, you can definitely um, follow me on Instagram. It says, I am Legendary Lady. And um, there's some other uh, things that we have coming along. Levels and layers. Levels and layers is coming. Yeah, and that's going to be full-on production. We we going into business, y'all. We're going to have a great time. And we trying to figure out if we want to do it pre-produced or we're going to do it virtual. We got a lot of concepts. We got content. We put it together. Don't sleep. Don't slip. Facts over feelings. Another episode in the can. Um, you know, we'll be right back at you, man. Keep it a Google on my mama, mama. Thank you.